welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host Tom Gerrard. Uh, today I sit down with uh, Art Melbourne based artist Hisco. How you going mate? Hey, good man. How are you? Yeah, good thanks. One of the reasons I wanted to sit down with you and have a chat is because we've been working together on a art project where uh, we had to really fight to get paid. And um, you know, I haven't come across this problem too much because I haven't been working too long solely as an artist anyway. Um, whereas after speaking to you, you seem to have a lot of knowledge on this subject. And I just thought it'd be great to sit down and um, yeah, just chat about, you know, just the do's and don'ts and yeah, and sure. also how to go about the uh, the business side of, of, I guess, public art. Because I find that like gallery art is a different kettle of fish. And then, you know, there's there's lots of different types of art that, yeah, that get treated differently. Whereas when, when it comes to sort of um, someone going, oh, can you paint the side of my cafe or something like that? Or can you, you know, doing um, art for businesses? They you seem to, I don't know. There seems to be a lot more um, room to get taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I don't want this to be a, uh, a, you know, sort of having a go at clients or anything like that. But I want this to be more like um, educating artists on um, on their rights and how they sh- and standing up for themselves, but also educating the the clients on what 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 it is for that um, artists should be receiving. Mm. So you've uh, you've been working in you know this type of industry for a while now, haven't you? Well, yeah, I've been sort of like painting full time for about four years, I suppose. Yeah, like since I had a kid, I kind of uh, uh, I used to have like a day job. I worked for like I don't know, like over ten years, like ten odd years, like uh, like doing you know like nine to five in a factory doing like signage and laminating stuff and yeah, all that sort of things and everything is like. You know, like after hours and weekends, and yeah, and then like always wanted to like kind of make it jump, make the jump to the like you know that I get paid by but just simply painting, and um, yeah, and then actually took having a kid <laughs> to make that jump. It's kind of a little bit backwards <laughs> for a lot yeah. of people, but <laughs> so you normally people have a kid and go for the secure job, and you're going yeah, for the, yeah. uh, the unsecure and one. No, it's just how it worked out, like. I don't, I never have like a grand master plan, you know, like I, I like to go with like kind of with intuition, I suppose, and like what I do, what, what feels right. And so like at that time, it was like my wife was getting paid just like fraction more than me, like per day, I suppose. And so like she went back to work like three days a week and I was working like two days and I was like, make me a, make me a part time. And the dude's like, no, it's like two days, that's like casual position. So I'm like, all right, that, that's what it is. And then kind of realized, you know what, like I'm casual. I can actually call in and say like, I can't come in today. And that's when I started like, you know, doing more work around like looking for work and like, you know, commission stuff. And yeah, and then for a, for a long, it kind of picked up a bit, you know? So yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. Uh, and have you um have you run into a lot of uh, a lot of problems with you know I guess being taken advantage of or um or just had people just think that you just like to come in and just paint a wall for free when you know that yeah. this is this is your income and you're trying to support a family off it? I know, yeah, like oh, especially in the beginning, it was like I always struggled with that part of it because you know like especially when you when you're known to do like kind of you know like graffiti and street art sort of stuff they everybody just automatically assume that you do it for free anyway so like we're gonna like you know give you a wall 
into like this image for me for my business and we'll give you like drinks or something <laughs> we'll give you free food and i mean like some walls so like if it was like really nice prominent sort of wall we jump on it say like yeah cool whatever but and then after a while it just it's like you know people unless you kind of say no like want to do this and that like what happens is people start demanding more and more and like we want something very like you know if they want something very specific that gonna take me time sitting on the computer and developing the design for it like and if they're only gonna pay me with drinks you know like, mm. it doesn't really pay off you know yeah so that's when i started kind of negotiating my way into it a bit more and kind of trying like you know uh, explain things a bit better and like look i got a wife and kid you know like i need to like pay rent to like and so like when you talk to them i suppose it kind of at least it opens it up to the clients and initially that's how it went and like it's just about the explaining you know yeah because I've, i found it's not um you know it's not the client's fault they just think that oh they you know they see the type of art that you do and everything and just think oh well look like they're going out and painting for free anyway in their mm-hmm. own time like I just give them a wall. That's pretty cool. They just get to paint our wall and yeah, and all that. But it's it's more like you have to educate them on um on the fact that uh you know every everything costs money. Time costs money. And if this is your your, your job, you know it's, yeah, um, it's the way it is. Yeah. Like that's what like uh, yeah like I definitely learned it that uh, like you know the roundabout way like just doing the miles you know like out on the streets like painting whatever that came our way. And then, like, when I was starting out, it sort of, like, I really didn't care too much about, like, you know, what I was painting, what I was painting. Like, so long as I was getting paid some money, like, it, like, justified it. And I was like, that's fine. Like, I'm still getting up, you know. And learning to paint as well, you know. Like, usually, like, that was the sort of, like, the big, like, shift in my head. Like, like, I used to hate, like, you know, having to compromise my stuff for other people's like you know business like commercial sort of stuff and like I, I was like pretty punk rock about that and then kind of like you know like you grow a bit older I suppose <laughs> and then you start realizing look if, if I can actually get paid to do something weird that I would never even think of like it's like a big experiment big learning curve for me and like if I if I walk away with extra paint like even that was enough for me at the beginning and then like so like and plus like you know it's like, the way it works like like graffiti you know like the more you're up more people see your stuff you know so like in the beginning it was definitely like you know the drivers for that rather than like the other side of it you know and i think that's what kind of a lot of the younger guys are probably finding themselves in at the moment like that sort of situations mm. i guess it kind of works but yeah like there's a lot of people will take advantage of that <laughs> yeah do you think that like if if someone was a fine artist and was, I guess, out there marketing themselves as a fine artist, do you think they won't get t- taken advantage of as much as, say, uh, someone from a graffiti or street art background? Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's. I'm sure there are like you know people people out there everywhere who who like you know can sort of take advantage of people. Like, it's not so much like. Like, it is. It is a like you know that thing like the the stigma of like you know painting on the streets is that yeah like you are seen as doing something for free and like which which we do anyway 
but it just automatically people like have that assumption that you know uh, they do it for free so like when it comes to like you know commissions i yeah like definitely like started reevaluating it over the years and like look like you know it has to be like worth it especially if it was something very specific you know like i actually worked out different kind of ways of dealing with different types of clients and stuff because like like you know it's not enough just to have like one set of say like you know fee like you know whatever it is like you know you can charge by the meter or like you know like square meter or like by the by the hour or or like a daily rate or something but um like it's it's not gonna work with everyone you know so like I had this like family they just like my work you know and they like give me like side of the wall like you know like the garage or like fence and stuff and like just like they want something specific too but like it was like you know it's not trying to sell anything they just want like kind of pretty pictures on the, on the wall so like i have like had to treat it differently like drop it down because like look these are just people who want to actually support my work even though it's not really like you know what i want to paint <laughs> so i had to like kind of compromise and find like the middle ground between like you know those two sides as well and i guess yeah that's what yeah like made me realize this like you know a lot lot more to it than like you know people think yeah every job's different isn't it yeah it's like yeah. every client's different and um you know you could do be doing something for i don't know like you know commonwealth bank one yeah, week and then and then works for banks. and then and then they uh then the next week be doing something for a small cafe and you're obviously mm. not going to charge out the same price and yeah that's it's, it um yeah it's it's every every case is different as it is with like design and all that as well mm. you know but um i was i was out with some friends the other day and uh and we, were, we were painting a wall and it was it was a sunday we it was more just catching up with mates and and having a few beers and painting a wall mm. and this guy approached us while we were painting and said oh this looks great guys you know how much do you cost how much does something like this cost so i've got a a wall i want want painted and my friend just jumps straight in and goes, "I'll oh, just pay for the paint and we'll uh, and we'll come and do it." And I was like, "What are you doing?" You know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm a um, I've got, I'm a mechanic, so I has to have like a car theme on the side." My friend's like, "Yeah, we'll sort that out. Just just pay for the paint and we'll sort it out." And I was just like, "You've blown it, mate. You've blown it." <laughs> Mind you, he's got a, he's got a day job, so he doesn't you know he's not relying on this for a living. But I'm thinking, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't paint cars. I don't, I don't paint it. Have it. My art doesn't have anything to do with cars. Yeah. Like even if what you want me to do something and then just chuck some wheels on it or whatever, it's like I don't I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to do it for my art. And um, yeah, I was just I, I just straight away I was thinking, oh, you've um, he's never had to sort of do this for a living. Mm. You know, he's never gone. Oh, I'm a yeah, I'm a professional the artist and big difference, I suppose. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and I think and I think there's a there's a big difference between catching up with your friends on on the weekend and. And going, you know, buying your paint and then just going to paint a wall and, and having a few beers and a few laughs. Hmm. But then when it comes down to, to business, when someone says, and it has to look like this, yeah. it's like, hang on, this is a job now. Yeah. This is this is um <laughs> this is where money comes into play. And this yeah. is when free paint isn't enough, you know, because you're you're, you're starting to put requests. Hmm. It's like um I always say like when I um when I paint for my when I paint, you know, for uh, and I'll paint just with my friends. It's just painting whatever I want when I want. 
But as soon as a, a, a client comes in, it's like a DJ. As soon as someone comes up and makes a request, it's like, all right, this costs money now, you know. And it's like, how many, you know, how many songs are you requesting here? You know, the price is going up. Yeah. <laughs> and is this even in my genre now? You know, yeah, no, are you yeah. making me doing something that's not even related to what I do? You know. Yeah. And then start to even question whether to take the job on or not, because I, I know that I, I can paint what I can paint, and I can paint and I enjoy painting my style. Mm. But, but as soon as I have to try to, um, you know, dance to someone else's beat, yeah. it's it just like, I, yeah. I, I can't do it. And it's torturous. You know, mm. I have sleepless nights thinking, what have I got myself in for? And it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think about it like, a, um, oh, this is a good, um, good practice. So I'm learning to do something different. It's like, this is, I'm, I'm um, really compromising my integrity. And, yeah, you know. no, it's true. Like, I've gone through all of that, like, you know, like in my days of like just trying to decide you know like what direction i'm gonna like you know take my work you know it's like it still has like you know like he's got attached to everything i do and like i definitely have moments where like fuck what am i doing yeah. <laughs> like i've painted lots of cars you know because <laughs> like just like you know strictly business you know it's just like look you want a car i'll give you a car but you, this is how much you're gonna like you know cost it and then, like, in a way, yeah, like, in my, like, you know, my mind, I started separating the two, like, like, it's a job, then, like, it is a job, you know, like, and I treat it, like, pretty much strictly like a job, whereas, um, like, you know, f like, personal work, like, fun stuff with mates, you know, like, that's, like, you know, that's completely separate, and, like, I really have to, yeah, like, like, you know, make it like you know draw a clear line i suppose and like you know, i still like like think about it a lot and like what, what am i doing but um but end of the day like you know it's still like what i always come back to is like i could have been like you know working for someone else <laughs> and being like you know nine to five slave like you know making someone else rich whereas i still get to paint and you know like like decide when and like you know like uh, how I'm gonna do it and makes me like you know like gives me freedom a bit as well so like I definitely appreciate it from that side too so like it's just yeah like finding a balance between that like you know I, I don't want to be like you know just painting like you know commissions of the whole time either but at the same time I'm just not in a situation where I can you know like just do whatever fuck I want to do and then people like you know there's some money you know like just doesn't work that way like there's always like some kind of compromise <laughs> so you've technically got um like two art careers coexisting like one where it's like um your art that you've got passion for and you mm. you go out and do but then you also work as a commercial artist where you i guess you take requests and yeah and, yeah and you do it like i guess having your style because you're uh you can paint photorealism and stuff like that like you can mm. sort of uh paint lots of different things well know? yeah like i mean that's the advantage i suppose like you know it's definitely like subject to like you know like to each artist like you know different and like my outlook like from the from the beginning was always like i don't know, like i always wanted to just be able to paint anything like when i was young i wanted to be like a comic book artist or something you know like i loved like you know i was a comic book nerd you know so like 
and then like you, you do like you know the superhero stuff and then you realize fuck all this like background stuff <laughs> like even like simple rubble and stuff like stones on the ground like you still need to draw them like all these guys are so good at drawing them like like fuck they they actually like learn how to draw all of this like you know cars shoes hands whatever and, like everything it's like if you want to call yourself a professional like um like in my mind it was like you should be able to do anything you know so that sort of carried me like i suppose like to this day in a way like i always kind of love that sort of challenge of Know, like all right something like this like i've done <laughs> i've done this job for a guy like like tackiest sort of designer but like he was paying like you know so like or if i go <laughs> i'll just do it he went like dame edna riding like the black caviar like racehorse with like tram in the background and she's like the most like you know tackiest sort of like melbourne sort of like mural like the idea of people like people's idea of what street art is <laughs> And then, like, I took to it and said, like, look, I'm going to give it a shot because, like, you know, I've I never really painted horses. So, like, like all right, I'll, I'll do it. And then, like, kind of this caricature sort of portraits. And, like, all right, like, like, you know, I walked away, like, having learned a lot from that. And that was, like, you know, fairly early on. And, yeah, like, definitely made me realize it's, yeah, like, if I, if I, if I want to do it, like, I can keep doing it, whereas, like, I keep getting paid, but also, like, you know, uh, yeah, like, you, you get you get money for it, money to actually experiment, pretty much, like, and uh, you walk away with, like, you know, extra paints as well, and which allows me to do my own shit, like, you know, without, like, all the, all the worry about, because, like, the other side is, like, you know, when, when I, like, you know, decide not to do any of that and, like, just try and, like, you know, be this authentic artist guy like uh, my my shit's kind of weird too you know like being mongolian and stuff like people don't necessarily relate to things that i'm trying to express with my work and like uh, I, at the same time i didn't want to be like this like you know kind of like pop artist guy who just recycles other stuff and like i had to like try and do something you know like really like my own but just wouldn't work as much you know like and end up like stressing like you know not only about that but about money as well like and then when money gets tight like you know your ideas stop pretty much you know <laughs> like you don't really think about oh what can i paint you're just like how am i gonna pay rent <laughs> like, yeah. so like yeah like made me realize like all right if i do this kind of job then it allows me to like you know just you know bum in the studio for a day you know and i'll take that <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't know, it, but it's, yeah, like, it just, how I, like, you know, like, the, the angle I took to it, I suppose, like, I wanted to be flexible, and, like, I know not everybody's same, you know, like, but in a way, I feel like, to me, it feels like it's an honest way to, like, you know, like, make a living, like, I'm still painting, like, I'm not, like, really doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. No, I... I I get it. You know, it's mm. it's um it's just different ways of thinking, I guess. People, yeah. some 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 people are really uh, you know, caught up in their own personal art practice, and mm. like like me personally, that's like a that's how I like to do it because I know that like 
you know, I can't go out there and just paint anything. I probably could if I could spend time learning to mm. do it. But um, for me personally, I don't, I don't want to sacrifice sacrifice the time. Yeah. To uh, developing well, like, my own art practice. If you if you yeah. can do that, like that's the best way to actually like you know live off your art. Like mm. just do your own thing. Like yeah. do it yourself, and like you know if people are buying it, like fuck yeah, that's that's the ultimate dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I want that too, but it just. I never really had that. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, hopefully. And when you get there, you're going to be able to paint whatever the hell you want. Well, yeah, like, I'm, that's sort of like the way I look at myself now. It's like, I've just been gathering, like, you know, uh, skill sets. Like, I'm literally, yeah, like, the biggest jack of all trades when it comes to painting, you know? Like, I've done so many random different things, and, like, so, like, all, all the tools are there, you know? like. And now it's time for me to kind of like, yeah, like narrow it down, like, you know, just concentrate on like a particular thing. And mm. so, yeah, but like, it's been a long way. <laughs> yeah. Because I, um, I was in uh, India with a friend of mine from London, Tizer. Oh, and yeah, he, yeah. he does similar, um, like he does commercial art as well. Yeah, he, I love his stuff. Like yeah. He just wants to paint, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he paints every day. And, but he's always doing um, like commission jobs and being asked to paint all sorts of random stuff. Mm. And uh, and he can paint anything. And when we we're in India, we we're like it was three of us, and um, you know me and my other friend Toby we were just doing graffiti and characters and stuff like that. And and then uh, suddenly the someone will come out with some ridiculous request, and we're trying to paint and get like food and accommodation out yeah. of it and stuff. <laughs> and Tizer would just come in and save the day with like, I'll put this here and that there, and then we're like, oh man, you're a secret weapon, you know? <laughs> Thank God, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is, yeah, like, definitely, like, like, that's how I see it, too, like, you know, there are different types of artists, like, there's definitely, like, guys, like, like me, who just, like, keen to paint, and, like, you know, not necessarily, like, you know, like, even, like, I have moments where, like, you know, people, like, these days ask me, all right, like, just do your thing, and I'm like, what is my thing, like, <laughs> I get stuck now, like, Fuck, you know, like I need to, yeah, like work on that. Yeah. <laughs> so with um, like with your personal practice, uh, with art, do you do you, um, like how much of a an income do you make off um of, you know, doing your own personal style? Um, it just really depends. Like it just fluctuates heaps. You know, it just it's really dependent on how much you pimp it out. You know, like how mm. much work you put into like like um promoting it and stuff like and usually like i've had fair few shows that you know like i like you know make money but not not that much to actually like you know sustain any of it really like i need to like keep doing commission stuff like but at the same time like with my personal work i was like always fairly like experimental and like I don't know, like, I, like, you know, just, it's my personality, I suppose, like, I, I can't just, like, you know, sit down and concentrate and keep, like, you know, doing this one sort of art, like, one sort of painting, like, uh, like, I struggle with creating series of anything in a way, because, like, like, I do, like, you know, start it, like, you know, I've tried it many times, and by the end of it, like, you know, the last painting looks so much different like it becomes like beginning of something completely different by the end of it you know and so like 
my sort of like uh, that, that's one thing I realized is that my practice is always like gonna be evolving moving and as soon as I try and like kind of like control it like and create similar like you know consistent sort of work like I stop enjoying it you know like yeah I, I get it I like like challenges I like trying new things and like I don't, I don't know like I went to art school and I think it's probably like why like my head's a bit like uh, got messed up in art school a fair bit I suppose <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't really like yeah it's I don't know maybe I'm a little bit ADD with that like you know side of my practice too like you just can't concentrate like long enough to like you know just like I really literally can't imagine spending like months and months just like kind of painting portraits back to back you know like and people do that like it's like it amazes me <laughs> people spend years doing it I know yeah, yeah but, but it's in saying that it's the development and then the evolution and um and then you you know you start to get sick of doing portraits and you move on to something else but it all it, it, you can still see the uh it's still one body of work if you know yeah what I mean. well like what i've noticed is it's kind of like this cycle of like it kind of goes in loops you know like I start off with portraits or like realistic stuff and then the opposite is like you know by the end of it, it might become really like loose and abstract and stuff but and then I get sick of that and then go back to like realism yeah <laughs> and then it goes back and just like it still like moves forward but it goes in loops you know like I don't know it's, it's kind of yeah it's, it's a bit of work trying to figure it out like it's, I'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> like, yeah I'm 38 and like yeah, still struggling with that shit. <laughs> I just gotta keep painting, man. Like, <laughs> oh wait, I've said it a couple of times on this podcast, but it's like, um, I really like um, Matisse and how he was like on his deathbed and he discovered he's finally found the style he absolutely loves when he started doing the cutouts. <laughs> he got himself healed and just by help, just just got prolific until yeah. the end of his life. Just going, uh, yeah. Finally, I've, I've found this style that I love, mm. you know. And he was a famous artist throughout his life. And yeah, yeah, no, it's true. You know. You and just got to keep going. You got to keep trying. Yeah. You got to keep. You, you just got to keep busy with it. Mm. But getting back to what I was saying before, like you, um, with your with your own personal style, do you, mm. when people approach you about about certain jobs yeah. and you see an opening to to push your own style in there, do you try to get it in there as much as possible? I try, um, but like I can usually just tell straight away from the from the beginning, like if it's going to be one of those jobs or not. You know, like just people come like you know with different ideas you know and it's getting a little bit easier these days when people actually kind of seen my work know what I'm capable of and like you know they come with a certain amount of trust I suppose like that it's gonna look like you know okay <laughs> or like so that kind of opens it up a little bit for me to like you know throw in some of my like you know work and say like it's gonna work because of this or that you know like end of the day like you know what what people want from from us artists is like just that like you know that element of cool or whatever you know like that makes them like stand out like makes them see like you know, oh look we're down with this sort of stuff you know like we support artists we're like they want to come across as cool people you know so like, mm. so we like essentially like we're selling that image in a way you know like and i try to like look like all these ideas you you've given me like it's like it's all kind of good but like without the artistic input it's not gonna work as well you know like and when you compare it to other like you know sort of 
work that like they always usually like you know show you some like international artist works that like we want something like this I'm like, but like that they're just doing their thing you know and mm. this business supported them like trusted them to do it and look like you know it it's working for both of them you know <laughs> so like, it's an angle that like i've tried like every time like try and push but it really depends some people like you know if they're more in the know about what's happening like you know in the scene they will kind of go like yeah that's cool whereas some people just like no we, we want our brand colors <laughs> we want like you know this and that like they always have agendas you know yeah so <clears throat> but i guess that's the um that's the line that's drawn between um commercial art and um and and working as a artist i guess yeah like, and it because they're paying you like it like restricts you to to a degree like mm. they it, like because they're paying you makes them like you know um able to just make demands and like you you're a commissioned artist so you have to like you know like comply <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's tricky one and it is all about yeah kind of just negotiating ahead and that's what I try and do with most of the clients, I suppose. Like, it is about like, you know, the more they like kind of explain themselves, like, you know, that's the key in a way. Cause usually these people are not very like, you know, visual, like, you know, artistic as such. So mm. like whatever the ideas they have, like, like I try and put spin on it and say like, we can make it better by doing it this way or so you know like and sometimes it works like sometimes it doesn't but mm. it, like I always try like yeah I found the same working as a graphic designer you know you get the marketing team trying to tell you how to design or something like that and it's <laughs> like hang on you guys are the marketers like, <laughs> I don't tell you how to market something you know? yeah, and yeah. I understand that they, they have their input and their ideas mm. but then I guess you need to really stand firm and just um, and I, you need to be able to justify yeah every every element i guess yeah. and that's um and i guess it's the same with um with painting a mural or uh, you know yeah. doing art you know commissioned art mm. you um you need to let them know that there's a reason why they chose you and they chose you because of your experience yeah and your expertise and your um and your skills yeah and it's yeah like it's only recently i've kind of gone a bit more confident in dealing with like you know situations like that you know like kind of like put my foot down and say like I see a better way to, like you know to do it which will work for for everyone you know and essentially they that's like you know that's what they looking for anyway you know so like they always like look like you know look to the artist for the ideas and yeah like, I mean like it, it just depends yeah like so some people are so much easier to please Whereas some people just like pain in the ass and like I've walked away with fair free jobs. They're like, no, I can't, can't deal with this. You know? <laughs> and call other mates and like, you know, like good luck, take this job. You know? <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah some, some people just like do your head in. It's not worth your time. And like, you know, causes yeah. you stress and like, no one needs that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that can happen across any industry though. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, yeah. It's that's just, a, that's a people problem, yeah, not a creative people, problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, we, like, what what's the process of uh, you know? Talk me through the process of actually getting a job and then uh, mm. like all the way through the invoicing for it. Like, okay. Like, how how do, how how do you normally um, handle everything and how does it all come about? Yeah. So, like, like let's just say, like, you know, if you get an email and say, like, you know, oh, can you like, you know, we're interested in doing something 
like you know for our business here and then I first thing like I send me the photo of the wall measurements and like a brief of like you know what what sort of stuff you want and that gives me an idea like what sort of people I'm dealing with you know because like sometimes like you know often they like say let's just say like you know like they want like you know quote straight away so I'm like look measurements like you know depends on how big the wall is and how much like um like you know work it's gonna be like you know involved from my end to do it so like i work on it like a, a daily rate so just like i can these days pretty much look at a wall and like like read what they want and say like okay i can probably do it in like say like you know two days three days or one day you know and then that's the starting point and so like you start off with that and at this stage you also kind of gauge how much creative freedom you're going to be getting <laughs> and if it's sort of like fun sort of easy enough stuff like you know i just like you know get get to the designing part pretty much straight away and so like you know so someone's they're happy with the with the rate i quoted and but if not like you know like sometimes that emailing back and forth like the design can take a fair bit of time so i've like for a client like that i've started saying like like you know i'll probably do like one or two designs for free like in, as part of the whatever package like daily rate thing but if it becomes more than that then i start charging on top like i just tell like not even that much more like you know extra 100 bucks for like for for a change you know and as soon as you mention money people actually concentrate and like you know they, they know exactly all of a sudden like know what they want <laughs> so that helps and yeah but i've had this like big sort of clients like up in sydney i shouldn't name names but uh they dick me around so much like it was a big job but like ended up like i did about 12 different designs ended up going with the first thing i designed for them you know like yeah. and that was like like almost like two months of hell you know <laughs> so not worth it and then yeah just some people are just painful to deal with yeah, yeah there's um there's a, a trick i learned years ago when freelancing mm. um doing graphic design work and that's um an opening fee so it's like if someone says oh can you just change this or change that you know can you remove that full stop and make the next letter a and put a comma and you yeah. know make the next little lowercase or whatever you go oh, there's an opening fee on the file and it's like oh but it's a two second job and i go yeah there's an opening fee it's like fifty dollars just to open that file and they go oh don't worry about it and like suddenly <laughs> and you know because if you just do it for free then the next yeah, day they're gonna go it. oh actually yeah. now i mention it here's some new to mm. text for that da -da -da -da. send you a new paragraph it doesn't fit in the space you've put it and this and that and that you know it just turns yeah. into this nightmare but if you go, oh no, it's opening fee. They'll just go, look, that's good enough. No yeah, one's going to notice. Yeah, let's, just, it. let's just get it out there in the world. And um, I think it's just a professional way of handling things, and yeah. um, it stops people from dicking you around. Yeah. It's such a like <laughs> subjective thing, yeah. you know, like that, like creating artwork, and you're working with someone else's ideas. It's like, how can I know what what's in your head? You know, like yeah. unless you tell me. So I try and like get it as close as I can. But it's still gonna be room for change, you know. <laughs> so like, yeah, like attaching some like you know, like you know, money to to changes definitely helps. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I think it's really um, like I've actually learned a lot about uh, 
you know, dealing with clients through doing graphic design. And it's sort of like, you know, when you're first setting out all the terms and conditions of a, um, of a job, it's good, especially when you're at the concept stage. Mm. You, you know, you say, I'll give you, you know, three or four concepts or whatever. And then yeah, yeah. off that, it then we'll do two rounds of down, changes. Yeah. And mm. then after that, um, an op- yeah. if you haven't a... Um, if you haven't decided on something, we're going to have mm. to uh, look, re-look at the um, quote. Yeah. And, and then if they keep going after that, you put the you let them know about the opening fee from the beginning as well. Yeah, yeah, and then like, beyond that, there'll be a file opening fee and all that. And, mm. and it, it whips people into shape. Yeah, and, that's it. And it lets them know they can't. Um, th- mm. That's how you work. And they and when they, they respect you in the end, and they come, when they come back and work with you that's again, it. they yeah. they don't even try any of that shit. You know? Because I think the main thing is, like, you know, when when you act professional, like, you know, people treat you like like you're a professional, you know, like, and it's just, yeah, like, how you meant to build relationships with people. Like, so if you kind of come across as this flaky artist guy, then they will definitely, like, start angling that, you know, like, oh, he's, he can probably just do it like this, you know, like, they, they like, you create an opening for yourself, <laughs> like, to, to be taken like you know advantage of and like so yeah it is like if if it's sort of big enough client i definitely sort of treat it more more like that like i become more professional and say like yeah like you know fees for changing like you know this is like you know the time frames etc like i kind of make sure like everything's sort of like ticked off and okay way before i start on anything you know and that's uh, that's like like helps like either side you know, like when you actually know, like very, like kind of clear about what are you, what are you doing, and what are you engaging in, you know. Whereas, like you know, small businesses and stuff, like you know, like oh, <laughs> that's when you, I need to be a bit more flexible too. So, all right, like <coughs> something like this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then they're like, oh yeah, but we we want something like that, and then kind of it takes back and forth emailing and kind of like you know, yeah. smooth talking. If necessary, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be cautious of the small businesses, though, and also yeah. the, fa- the family, friends, and that. Oh, yeah, as, yeah. as I've said in the past, you know, it's that that wedding invite or something like that. It would just like kill you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> I did, you know, do do a little drawing for someone, or yeah. you know, do a birthday card for your niece or something, and before you know it, you've, it's like no, not good enough. Can you make it more like this? It's like know, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I saw a, I saw a job that you did. The other week, it was like all the big um, chefs' portraits. Yeah, yeah. That looked like a pretty big job. What was, what was that all about? Yeah, that was that turned out to be like much bigger than I thought it would be. Like I, I knew it was like a big event, but like, yeah, the amount of coverage they that event gets is nuts. Like, so like it was commissioned by like Tourism Victoria, like or Visa Victoria as they're called, and um, like I've done some work with them in the past. It's like another like kind of like restaurant related event in, in Tasmania and yeah it's like that job was like kind of you know dip, like you want this kind of backdrop for for the stall like for each state they had like a little stall that like oh this is like all the vegetables from Victoria <laughs> <laughs> so like they wanted like kind of you know like uh, big markets like uh, building and stuff in the background so like oh, whatever easy but they kind of yeah like it went all right like but i could yeah like you know see how they think from that in a way like they're like oh so like you do most of it and then we're gonna ship these panels like you know i, I did it mostly in my studio and then they like ship it to Tassie, and then like they flew me over there to actually do the f- 
put the final touches on the painting and stuff and I'm like oh yeah cool like it was silly enough sort of gig but they like you know put me and my wife and kid like on the plane and, like and put us in the accommodation and stuff I'm like yeah sweet <laughs> but uh yeah from that like you know they sort of like you know we talked every now and then about certain projects and stuff like oh yeah and with this one we had a fair bit of time like and they're like oh yeah we're definitely gonna do something but they just like you know i guess it's like really big and all these different companies involved or what or whatnot you know so like uh, for them to make the decision like like my part's like such a small part of the whole thing that uh it got i can really tell that it got just like you know reshuffled down to the bottom like and when they got to me it was like oh it's pretty weird like this like events company that putting on like you know organizing the whole event they called me up and said like all right so we want to do something like this and they came to me with that same thing like paint the panel live at the at the party and come and like you know like paint mostly at your, in your studio come and finish it off live you know and it'll be cool you know like and there's like like kind of like they wanted the portrait of the winning chef you know and I'm like okay but it's like the way they talk about it is like you know we want like this event to be very melbourne like very like you know street art and graffiti like you know because that's what melbourne's really known for and like well so i started like kind of putting my foot down and say like if you wanted like really melbourne thing like like it's not painted with a brush you know like you know, on a board inside a venue you know yeah. <laughs> it's actually done on a street and it's not like like when you like you know with the people like that like you have resources like it's easy enough to like pull it off you know <clears throat> and so i kind of suggested that why don't you give me a wall and i'll paint it like the way I've, like i paint and you send some guys with cameras they like kind of film it like you can do it like it's happening live whatever you know and then like project that at the event and you'll like you'll have the same thing you know like someone <laughs> standing there painting this like you know portrait and stuff and but it will add more to it because it's like this interactive whatever like multimedia sort of installation now instead of some like you know what i call painting monkey <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i hate those gigs where but yeah just everybody's partying drinking having a good time and you're like standing there with a brush <laughs> like fuck that yeah so yeah like it kind of worked out like that and then they like that sort of video aspect a lot so like yeah like they, they they pulled it off like you know real quick and then i just said all right just paint it you know so yeah but yeah like it's like good case of like you know coming to people with your ideas because like people just like mostly don't don't know you know like don't even think about it much do you think after doing a high profile like portrait job like that you're getting a lot more portrait work now because i saw you did the uh like the missing persons thing yeah well like that missing person thing was actually before the whole chef's thing and that just came out yeah they they came to me and said like if you're interested it's like a like you know free gig like a it's like a charity gig you know what's it called unmissables or something yeah it was the, the campaign's called unmissables and it was for the missing persons advocacy network it's like this like you know non-profit sort of like support sort of like organization this uh chick put up um lauren like she had her brother go missing and stuff and then 
she went through the whole like you know ordeal of trying to find him like you know putting up posters and stuff and then yeah, like later they like you know found him like like his, his body and stuff so like she's since then like you know set up the whole thing because like mainly like she realized like you know um like after a while people like you know like just forget about those cases like you know whereas the family is still like stuck like you know looking for him like for this person and so she started like putting up templates for like at least like you know simple templates where people can go online and just download and then like you know insert pictures and stuff so like the way she says is like you know when you're like you know in that emotional state like you, you're not gonna sit down and think about decide what font to use you know like or like you know how how to make it look kind of like you know good for people to like take notice and stuff so that's why you end up with this just a4 printed like you know shitty posters that gets damaged in the rain and stuff like so yeah she started doing all that and then yeah like approached me and said like like made sense to me straight away because like you know like a paint portrait <laughs> it's usually like kind of random so like what not you know like kind of celebrities and shit like that all the politicians <laughs> like actually makes sense to do someone who's actually missing that can help like you know find information so like I jumped on it straight away because of that. So, like, for once, it kind of like yeah, make makes sense to paint the big portrait. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, a pretty um, cool concept. Yeah, like yeah. I was taken by the concept straight away. And so, like, but they had no idea about like how to do it or where to do. It. So I kind of helped them out. Like, at this wall where I had that like uh, Donald Trump like you know portrait for a while, and it kept getting like tagged. And the guy over there, like, he fixes up. Like you know, the tags with his own like export paints and stuff. Like over time, it just morphed into this like really weird painting. And but people keep like you know taking photos of it and posting it as my work. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> so not my work anymore. But uh, anyway, that had to like be refreshed anyway. So and then that came out of like, well, look, I think I have a wall that we can probably do it at, and it's like a really high traffic like foot traffic wall like uh, near the markets and. So it kind of worked out really well like that, and but yeah, it's like just it's like a charity job, you know. Like they had this um, big agency called the Gray Agency, who overlooked like the production and stuff. So they had like camera crews and you know like the whole like website and all of that like covered. And so yeah, like they're actually looking for artists now. So like if anyone's interested, you can go go to their website and have a look. It's M P A N. Um, you just Google that, like missing persons advocacy network, and yeah, it was a pretty good gig, and yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, before before we uh, wrap this up, I just want to find out a bit more about you as well, because yeah, right. I'm just really curious, because you're from Mongolia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, do you, do you, like how when did you move over here, and what made you move to Australia? And yeah, well, so um, I moved. I moved to Australia when I was uh, 20 in 99, so like a while ago, and like, yeah, born and raised in Mongolia, and um, yeah, came, came here, like, sort of studied, like, I don't know, like, uh, advanced diploma of international business or something, you know, had to, like, kind of, uh, it was, like, kind of family pressure sort of thing, you know, like, they were like, you, you've got to, like, you know, learn something that's kind of, like, earn your living. But like I wanted to become an artist like from fairly young age, I suppose, you know. And uh, so, but Mongolia is like fucking yeah, hellhole at, at, uh, in a way. Like you know, it was communist for a while, so like 
um, that's when I grew up in the 80s, you know, like it was all like, you know, Soviet kind of style system. And then that collapsed. So like the whole country just went to like shit, like overnight pretty much, you know, like, like I remember like, you know, being like 10, 11, like having to line up for basic, like, you know, like necessities, like, you know, everybody like, you know, would line up for bread, like sugar, salt, and shit like that, you know, like, and yeah, it's just like rough for a fair few years. And then kind of things started kind of like improving a bit and yeah like because i went to like russian school that i could understand like you know russian like fairly fluently so like i always knew there was like you know more than more than this in the world <laughs> like and then like always kept my mind like I've, i want to like you know actually go out there and do something like and yeah right after like high school um yeah like it's a generational thing like most of my friends were all like like you know just picking countries to move to like to study and stuff you know like because all of a sudden we we could travel you know like it was still like really expensive like like my my parents had to like sell the apartment and stuff just to like you know fund my fees you know and then yeah like but I've, in return i had to study business <laughs> but um i've i've failed accounting twice <laughs> so i never got the advanced diploma <laughs> walked away with like a diploma of business management or something and I'm like this will do yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I jumped into like a uh, art school like uh, Sydney College of the Arts which kind of yeah like this really conceptual art school that like taught me a lot but at the same time like messed me up a lot too like I realized yeah like it's not really my world like this contemporary art world like I mean I still have all that sort of like you know knowledge just of education in my head but and it does come through with like you know especially like concept stuff with my personal work and stuff but uh i don't know like i'm more of a skills oriented sort of person like artist so like i wanted to just learn to paint and kind of painting was everything you know whereas these guys are like teaching you like philosophy behind painting you know like i actually just want to <laughs> learn to paint so after school yeah like i was stuck for a while like i couldn't really think of like you know ways to you know like put myself into that world you know like being mongolian like i was always like playing catch-ups with everyone you know like everybody kind of like you know compared to people who like grew up here and you know like anywhere else there's like you know certain amount of education they already had from like high school and stuff whereas i didn't have any of that I had like you know socialist realism kind of stuff <laughs> and so everything was new everything's like kind of stuff i didn't know and i had to like read up on and study and stuff so like, i don't know like after that i just decided like look it's like you know if i try and do it like i'm still gonna be playing catch-ups you know whereas all i want to do is paint so like clearly like came this moment where like i just told myself like look just shut up about like any of that just go out and paint you know that's when I started painting my walls and I couldn't like you know do many like kind of like illegal stuff I suppose because like I was always on these international visas <laughs> like I was always, like from visa to visa if I like you know get caught with any kind of like serious offense then like they'll just kick me out of the country <laughs> and uh, yeah like took me all this time to actually like you know just like hang around Till I moved to Melbourne where yeah like visa kind of got sorted out and I started like just going out heaps more and doing, doing my own thing as well so. 
so that's in a nutshell <laughs> yeah cool yeah all right well thanks for uh taking the time to sit down no chat. worries thank you for having me that's all right Where, where's the best place for people to check out your art online uh well i suppose yeah like my website it's fairly limited stuff at the moment i'm just like kind of updated but i i should do more it's just hisco.com h-w-s-c-o.com and uh yeah like instagram and stuff at hisco cool all right and also just to summarize on this uh i don't want to feel like we're um bashing the clients out there or anything like that because you know to work as an artist we we need clients but it's more about um you just wanted to have a conversation about standing your ground and um you know and just respect going both ways yeah definitely like the good side like you know when when you actually like work with like good clients like it it works it can work like really like you know well as well like when like you know they can like you know create a big boost to your career like you know you you help the business to like kind of like reach out to lots of people as well like it's just a matter of like getting creative and like kind of trusting each other and like like there's a one of them is like you know the, there's a cafe in in sydney called the reformatory like caffeine lab and like i work with the with the, like a team of the designers and stuff like that but like basically the the dude like simon just told me like look you're like i can see you're into comic books and like i'm into comic books and i want the cafe to look like this mad lab kind of like you know mad professor kind of like dude like he's a big the joker sort of character fan so we just created this dude who's kind of like the joker but who's like a, like in our own character and so pretty much i got this mate to help me write this pretty much a short comic book story and then illustrated all over the walls in the in the cafe you know like i quoted like you know four days for it and they ended up taking me like eight days but we walked away both like happy because like i didn't care that it was going over time like you know he paid me a little bit extra which helped but like i would have probably done it like you know because it's just having so much fun and and yeah like worked really well because like i've never seen anything like that you know and then yeah like guys like at the attica restaurant and stuff you know they were like do your thing you know (laughs) but like you have to like moments like that that's when you really need to push yourself like you know you can't just kind of like go ah something like this that i'll do will work you know like i always try and like all right how to how how do this is an opportunity that i need to like up myself like up my game and do something like you know that i haven't done before but like yeah you know it's about the kind of taking risk i suppose (laughs) yeah all right well thanks a lot yeah no worries thank you i hope you enjoyed this week's episode to find out more about today's guest go to benchtalkpodcast.com there you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.